Welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of the show here on the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast, because today I'm officially filming and recording my first podcast here while I'm in Costa Rica. I hope uh, everything aligns here. I'm doing my best with the camera if you're watching this on YouTube. And the construction that's happening next door will be a fun adventure, but I am trusting practicing all of my internal tools to really just manifest a smooth episode today for all of us. So if you do hear anything, that's what's going on in the background and all is well. Uh, I definitely want to update you a little bit on my adventures here, but before I do, and obviously diving into a very, uh, very big, important conversation today around uncovering the real root causes, the inner work that I'm always talking about that really is at the base of why we're dependent on any addictive substance. So for here, we're talking about food. We're talking about sugar. That's why you're listening to this show most likely. Um, But this can be for anything, right? At the root, what's really going on? So we're going to have that conversation today. Uh, Before we do, I wanted to share a quick win with you. Just yesterday, um, inside my current group program, I'm hosting my 10-week program. We're about halfway through it. The women have just started their sugar detox portion of the journey. And I want to share this uh, this little, little snippet from what one of the women, who will remain anonymous, had shared in our group yesterday. And it just made me so proud and so excited. So this is someone who struggles, like many of you, to, to really... Uh, stay away from, you know, having a treat or having a drink or having, um, having some sort of sugary snack, especially in social situations. So now that she's in the middle of this detox, she's been faced with some, some very difficult social situations for herself. Um, but she shared, uh, that she did it. I didn't even pretend to drink to appease anybody. I was straight up a glass of sparkling water and a wedge of lime all night. And it felt bloody amazing. I'm so happy. I even danced and let it all go without caring what people thought. I thought of you ladies as I was doing it and remembered me on our last call. I feel so proud of myself. And I feel like my confidence is finally coming back. Feeling strong to just be me. I am so happy and thank you because I know being here and sharing with everyone, having all of your encouragement, especially this week, Danielle, and previous weeks has helped me to achieve this first small win. I wouldn't call that a small win. That's a huge win. She had this incredibly successful evening of not just abstaining from alcohol and sugar, but from really feeling a sense of self and a sense of freedom within self, which is really where I think we all can get to. And this is partially what we're going to be talking about today and how we can do that. So huge shout out um, and really, really, really excited for all of the successes that are already taking place in, in the program and with the women who are doing that. So that being said, actually, this is a great time to officially announce. I haven't officially announced it on the podcast yet. I've announced this to my email list, but I want to share it with all of you. Um, if you want to really get serious about healing the root causes and really diving deep, more specifically into your emotional eating habits and your emotional connection to yourself and the real reason you're reaching for food whenever you've had a hard day, I am so excited to announce that I am going to be hosting another round of the Emotional Empowerment 8-week program starting in April. Actually, the program will start May 1st, but registration will be opening in April and actually, little secret, registration is open right now for early birds for everyone who is on the wait list. So, I'm going to put the link below the show notes here if you want to know more about the program to hear if it's a good fit for you and really take everything that we're actually going to be talking about in this 
podcast episode today and learn how to apply it and actually take action in the right directions for you in your life so that you can finally break free from the control that food has over your life and your health and your body. Come and get your name on the wait list. You're going to want to come and book a call with me and get early bird access for those who are ready to dive in and say yes to themselves and healing in this big way. So, so excited. So excited about that. This actually, this uh, emotional empowerment program is something I haven't hosted in a year. It's been a year. It was last spring that I hosted this program. So I'm so excited to host it again. And it's really unique in terms of focusing in solely and specifically on the root causes of sugar addiction. So some of the pieces that we're going to be talking about today. So stay tuned for that. The other announcement that I want to make really quickly is that I am also preparing to host a free live workshop series called How to Heal from Sugar Addiction and Emotional Eating that's actually going to be kicking off in April. So I'm going to put the link below here as well to come and register. It's a three-day live event, and I'm going to be bringing you my best, my biggest, most in-depth resources and tools and strategies that's really going to help you uncover these root causes of your sugar addiction and and specifically a, a deeper conversation around emotions and our emotional health and how we learn how to reclaim our emotions and support ourselves so that we don't need sugar every time we have a difficult emotion arise. Lots going on this spring, right? Lots of exciting opportunities. Again, reminder, come get your name on the wait list for the emotional eating program that's kicking off May 1st. And come and get registered for this free three-day live workshop series called How to Heal from Sugar Addiction and Emotional Eating that is happening in April, happening in April as well. So lots of opportunities to get support. And I'm guessing that's why you're here, you know, why you're listening to my podcast, why you're listening to other podcasts or signing up for summits is because you're looking for a way out, right? You're looking for a solution. You're looking for what is that thing that is going to finally get me off the sugar roller coaster? And I'm hoping to provide a little teaser of that today, a little bit that's going to point you in the right direction with today's conversation. So without further ado, let's let's dive right into that. Let's dive into this conversation today because it's a perfect segue. Um, you know, I know there are so many women, and maybe this is you listening, that have tried every program, right? You've tried everything that you can think of to make peace with food, to make peace with your body, to get healthy, to get off the sugar roller coaster, and nothing seems to work. Can you relate? If you can relate to this at all, keep listening. This episode is for you, okay? This is what we're talking about. Now, the truth is, what I really have seen in my practice over the last six years is that most women only go surface deep when they're trying to really heal anything really, but especially when it comes to our very complicated, very deeply rooted relationship with food and sugar and something as addictive as sugar. It's so easy and tempting to feel like we're doing something without actually doing something. I don't know if you ever had a job when you were younger, you know, and you maybe you didn't have any tasks happening at the moment, but you wanted to look busy, right? I know for me, I, I did a lot of waitressing in my younger former life. And I know sometimes there was a lull and there was really nothing to do. So there was a lot of like, well, look busy, right? A lot of, well, I'm just going to wipe this counter over here, or I'm just going to pretend to refill the salt shakers, even though they're pretty much full already. So a lot of this like look busy work. And this is a human tendency, right, is to pretend and trick ourselves into thinking that we're making progress with something. You know, well, yeah, I go to therapy once a month or I've I've done that one program five years ago or, you know, I try every Monday morning to get off of sugar. You know, we try these little Band-Aid approaches. And I want to just lovingly call everyone out on this because I've done this myself. And I'm probably still doing it in my life right now in certain areas where it's so easy to only dip our toe in, right? Okay, so I want to make this change in my life or I want to do this thing or I want to go after that promotion, but I'm only kind of going to do it. 
right? So there's there's this lack of full commitment, right? And when it comes to breaking free from sugar and really healing, you know, our relationship with something so addictive, I know so many of you out there are just doing the surface stuff. It may look like big stuff. It may be slightly difficult, you know, doing a sugar detox, uh, maybe doing a few counseling sessions to see if you can dive into some of your root causes and just kind of doing what I would call half the healing. And the truth is, ladies, we can't do this. We can't do half the work and expect to have all the results, expect to have everything fixed and everything, you know, back on track. And this is where most women get stuck is because the inner work and really uncovering these root causes that we're going to talk about today, it's hard. It's hard work. And many days you don't want to do it. And I still deal with this too, but it's part of a path and the only path that is actually going to get you into this beautiful life of health and freedom and aliveness in your body that you deserve. So please don't be afraid of the work. Don't be afraid of going all in, jumping in the deep end with both feet. And actually, no, you don't have to jump in the deep end. You can get in the shallow end and walk slowly towards the deep end, right? And this is exactly what I do in my programs is we don't, I don't throw everything at you at once, right? We tiptoe our way in to the deeper stuff and into the real reasons and the real healing that needs to happen, not just mentally, but also in our bodies. You know, this is this is the training that I'm currently learning and still going through as a somatic embodiment coach is understanding that our body has so much that it needs to release to heal at a physical level um, beyond just the mindset work that we absolutely need to do as well. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you know that my whole approach and what makes what I do so unique is this deep understanding and this, this belief that your relationship with sugar, your relationship with food is just a reflection of your relationship with yourself. I want to say that again, if nobody's ever heard me say that, because this is so powerful and important. Your relationship with sugar is just a reflection of your relationship with yourself. There is a deep reason you are hooked on sugar and using it to cope and get through every single day. There's probably multiple deep reasons. And a big part of that is we're going to talk about in a minute is this total disconnection from even a relationship, a loving relationship with ourselves. Who are we? Who are you? What do you love? You know, how do you want to create? How do you want to show up in the world? What do you believe about yourself? So many pieces here that we need to begin unraveling together. And unless you're willing to pull up your big girl pants and actually do this inner work, nothing is ever going to change. Nothing in your life is ever going to change. And you are going to stay on the guilt and shame roller coaster of sugar addiction and cravings every single year. I know this might sound like really tough love, but for any of you who are listening that are still doing 30 day sugar detoxes, trying a new cleanse, doing a new diet, um, buying all these supplements and products only to really end up feeling more ashamed, gaining more weight and feeling like an utter failure after every attempt. If you're tired of that, if you like all the women that I know are tired of that, it is time. It is time, my love, to dive deep, to really take that leap, whatever that looks like for you. So the whole reason that I'm recording this episode is because the question now, whenever I share this and really opening your mind to this understanding that your sugar addiction is just not just about sugar. It's actually like 10% about sugar, 90% about what's really going underneath. The question now becomes, well, what is the root cause for me, for my dependency on sugar addiction? What are these inner work pieces that Danny is talking about? So that's why I wanted to record this episode for you today to give you a teaser 
And as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I'm going to be going deeper into a lot more of these root causes and a lot more of these inner healing pieces in the upcoming How to Heal from Sugar Addiction and Emotional Eating workshop series that's happening in April. And then, of course, diving even deeper in the upcoming Emotional Empowerment Program for women who want the guidance and accountability to actually apply all of the information that I'm going to be sharing in the upcoming workshops and in this episode. You can find links to get on the wait list and sign up for free for the upcoming workshop in the show notes below. But I'm really excited today to share a little bit. This is, as I said, literally the blueprint that I use for all of my programs and all of the coaching work that I do with my clients. And I'm really, really, really excited to be sharing the top 11 inner work inner healing pieces with you that I see are the most prevalent and the most common with every single woman that I've worked with over the last six years. So I've seen themes. I've seen what is really going on. And before I share these 11 with you, I just want to preface with the understanding that this is a lot. Okay. This is a lot. And there's a lot of work to be done here. And I don't want you leaving this episode feeling more overwhelmed I want you feeling hopeful. I want you feeling like, oh, there is still more work for me to do, which means I can heal from my sugar addiction and dependency. I can get to the bottom of this. I want you to feel that sense of hope. So as I share each of these, you know, 11 inner pieces, inner areas for you to heal and to really deeply look at, I want you to just start paying attention to the whispers from your body here. This is an opportunity for you to become more embodied and more trusting of your inner voice. As I go through this list, listen, pay attention. Which ones really stand out for you? Which ones feel uncomfortable to talk about or to even hear me talk about? Which ones are kind of icky? Those are often the most important areas for you to look at. The ones that feel like, ooh, I don't want to go there. Or the ones that your subconscious says, no, I don't have a problem with that. I'm totally good there. There is work for every single one of us, including myself, in every single one of these areas that I'm going to be talking about. The work is never done. And I don't share that to take away that hope that I just told you to have. <laughs> I share that because it's actually a beautiful journey of being a human on this planet is that we get to continually get to the next level, the next level of lessons. And as an example, I'm going through that right now in Costa Rica. I, I shared this just recently with my email list and on social media that the, the weeks since I've been here have actually been really challenging. I've been really being forced into the next level for me of trust and surrender and letting go of things that are out of my control. And this has been my big work for five or six years now. And I am obviously being pushed into the next level because every day there is some sort of challenge that comes up, whether it's my computer crashing or my bank card not working or uh, traffic getting me late and missing my work calls. All of these things that are really pushing me to let go and to surrender. And I'm embracing it. It's really difficult and I'm frustrated but I'm embracing it. So there's new levels. There's always a new level to lean into. And this is really the beauty of life. And I want all of us, especially as we begin to really take our power back as women and step fully into who we really are. I want all of us to begin embracing this flow of growth and this growth mindset that we're always learning about ourselves. There's always some new challenge. There's always some new opportunity to grow. And that's not a bad thing. I personally believe if we were perfect and everything was done and healed, we would have a very boring, very boring existence. So the sooner you can embrace and actually find ways to enjoy this growth journey and this healing journey, the better this is going to be for you and the happier you're going to be and the more free you're going to feel. And this is what I support my clients with in, in really taking on this new mindset and empowerment from within to know that you can handle any challenge and to resource yourself to know exactly <clears throat> what you need to do to show up for yourself when those challenges arise. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's dive in. 
without further ado, of course, let's let's get into these 11 areas that I want you to begin focusing on or continue focusing on. Now, you're not going to do them all at once. Okay, but maybe just maybe listening to this episode, you pick one, one area that you feel is going to make the biggest impact for you or the one area that you haven't looked at yet, that you haven't quite really gone into doing some healing around. All right, number one, number one, and we've done episodes here on the show about actually almost all of these inner work pieces. So definitely go back and look at past episodes. Um, Some of them we haven't yet, but I'm just looking at my list. Definitely, we've gone into a lot of these more specifically in, in episodes. But number one is our limiting beliefs and our mindset. Okay, this is an area, this is the mental area, okay? We're talking about the mind now. We're talking about the subconscious patterns and beliefs and stories that were formed for you in the first seven years of your life and are, are always continuing to form. But these first, first beliefs about how the world works, about your role in the world, about food, about cooking, about emotions, you shaped this understanding and belief system of the world and of yourself and how to survive in it that served you at that time. And guaranteed, there are limiting beliefs that are running the show right now subconsciously that are holding you back from really having a healthy relationship with food. Now, a lot of these core wound beliefs that I love working with women on are really the the understanding that most of us hold deeply beliefs that we're not enough, that we're not worthy, and that we are not lovable. So even beyond those beliefs, there's obviously other layers and other beliefs. It's not safe to feel emotions. Cooking is a waste of time. I suck at cooking. I'm a failure. There's so much for us to uncover around our limiting belief patterns. And when we can actually go in and rewire, which we can, there's actually many ways to do this. And and I teach this in the emotional empowerment program is really how do we rewire these old limiting beliefs and create new empowering beliefs? So we, we do that work together, which is so powerful when you can start to operate subconsciously from a different way, the the external pieces in your life start to shift, right? When you start operating from a place of, I am so worthy of everything that I deserve, or my emotions are really important to feel, right? You're going to be showing up differently. So this is an area we can't dive into today deeper. I want to go to number two, but a really big area that is often a great place to start because it's in the mind. Um, It's a lot easier to start with mind stuff than it is with emotion and body stuff, which for most of us is actually the most important part, but we can tiptoe our way into that by starting with the mind stuff and these mindset tricks and mindset hacks and shifting these stories, these belief systems that are controlling every decision that you make every day. These are literally our belief systems are literally the lens in which we see the world. And you can clearly see, you know, the difference between someone, say, like myself, use me as an example, who believes that cooking, nourishing meals is an incredible joy to be in the kitchen and and a very useful way to spend time versus someone who believes that cooking is a waste of time. It's an inconvenience and I hate food. So which one of those people do you think is going to actually be in the kitchen cooking nourishing meals and food for themselves, right? Which one is going to really be nourishing their body? So you can see what a difference and, and how that shifting of our belief systems can impact everything in your life. All right. Inner work item number two is the sad truth that as women, really as human beings, we are all walking around completely disconnected from ourselves and from spirit. Now I use the word spirit. You can use whatever word you want there, the universe, God, 
anything that really feels aligned for you and your belief systems. But most of us, maybe you don't even have a belief system around spirituality or something greater than you. And this has been a huge part of my path and a huge part of the journey to really learning about myself and learning to surrender a lot of the challenges that I go through. So having some sort of practices in your life that connect you to yourself as a human being, but also to connect you with something greater than you is actually very important. Is it a very important area to connect with in order to break free from addictive patterns and addictive tendencies? This is why they they bring that deeply into Alcoholics Anonymous, right? And even and food addiction. When we understand addiction and we understand compulsion, we understand that as humans, we're not alone here. And this sense of feeling alone is often what gets us in trouble, especially with binging on food, right? So reconnecting to yourself, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, uh, because there's another one here that kind of ties into this, but reconnecting to yourself and having some sort of spiritual, religious, sacred practices every day is vital. And if you don't have this connection and you're kind of just floating through life, and just getting through your days without ever taking a minute for yourself, without ever taking a minute to like contemplate something bigger, whether it's a meditation practice or your morning walk or just being in nature. I mean, just look at nature. I mean, here I am in Costa Rica, just taking in these sunsets that are just mind-blowingly spectacular and the animals and just seeing that there's magic all around. And that energy actually shifts how we're willing to show up for ourselves and our desire to nourish ourselves versus uh, sabotaging ourselves with toxic toxins like sugar. So tying into that a little bit, but moving on to number three, okay, inner, inner work item number three is really this lack of trust that we have in ourselves. So we're disconnected from ourselves, which obviously has caused us to not trust ourselves. And I mean, not trust ourselves mentally, but also not trust our body on a physical level. There's a lot of trust issues, ladies. We've got trust issues with ourselves. And we have been taught our whole lives to trust everyone outside of ourselves instead. Whether it was your parents growing up, well, your parents know what's best for you, your teachers know what's best for you, your doctors know what's best for you, your government knows what's best for you, food advertisement commercials know what's best for you. Everywhere we turn, we're constantly looking outside of ourselves for answers. I mean, how many times have have your life, have you turned to a friend or a family member and asked their opinion on, well, should I take this job? Or should I date this person? Should I do this thing? Every time we do that, we outsource our power and we get further and further disconnected from trusting ourselves and our own inner wisdom. Now, I'm not saying don't ask people for advice. That can be helpful, but don't rely on that advice. It's a very, very fine line, but a huge one. When you're really able to come in inward to find your own empowered answers, this is how you learn to trust yourself again. And there's a lot of trust work that we do in the upcoming program. And this is a really big part of this process because when you don't trust yourself and you've spent your whole life letting yourself down, not being in integrity, not staying true to your word, constantly looking outside of yourself for all the answers, for all the the solutions to any of your problems that arise, right? You're going to continue staying disconnected and you're going to continue making decisions for yourself that are not in alignment with your higher self and are totally sabotaging. You know, this is a huge root cause when it comes to binging on sugar and sugar dependency. But I can't trust my inner voice. I can't trust myself. And rebuilding that trust is definitely a journey. It's not easy, but it is absolutely possible and beautiful. As you start building your resiliency, building your self-confidence, building this sense of 
deep, deep trust within your body and your mind. So letting go of all the times you've let yourself down in the past, because I know ladies, I know we have, I know we've, we're always doing it. Maybe you're doing it right now, right? Oh, I'm not going to eat sugar tomorrow. And oh boy, now I'm eating sugar, right? I mean, every time we do that, we break trust. And without trust, we can't feel safe to go forward. And we can't, we will never feel empowered enough to really <clears throat> connect to ourselves and, and nourish ourselves. All right, moving on. Number four is really tied into what I was just sort of mentioning. So a continuation of that, number four is really self-love. And the tough love that I have here for all of you is that most women, myself included, don't fully unconditionally love themselves. There is belief systems operating, whether it's I am unlovable or I am not worthy of love, whatever your operating system is programmed to make you believe that is not true has taken us away every single day, further and further away from fully embracing and loving all of ourselves, all of ourselves, the good parts, the ugly parts, the icky parts, all of it. That's the unconditional part of love. And the journey back into self-love is something that I'm still on. I'm still on that journey. And I've come so far and it's been so empowering and beautiful to connect with myself at a new level in that way. And to really fully see all of my flaws through the eyes of love and through the eyes of beauty. And I want this for all of you too. And, and we have to have this. We have to look into our our love for ourselves and our belief systems about our love for ourselves if you ever fully want to be free with food because nourishing yourself with healthy food is an act of self-love so when there's a disconnect in your ability to love yourself unconditionally you're you're going to be more likely not to treat yourself in a loving way right not to treat your body in a loving way you're going to self-sabotage. You're going to binge. You're going to keep throwing in the towel and giving up on yourself. But when you come home to yourself in a very deeply loving way, it becomes effortless to nourish and to really want to put good things in your body and to do good things for your body. Big topic, big topic. We'll have more conversations about self-love and my own journey with that that continues um, here on the podcast in the coming months. But for now, just know that this is a big area that needs to be addressed. All right, moving on. Inner work piece number five is one of my biggest passions because this is often, uh, this is a really, really big place to start. Every single woman that I've ever worked with struggles with the emotional component. The emotional health, the emotional eating that comes from this lack of connection to our emotions. Now, if you're like a lot of women that I work with, and, and actually the reason why I created the emotional empowerment program is maybe you don't even connect to your emotions. Maybe you don't even know what an emotion feels like in your body because you've been so disconnected since childhood, taught that it's not okay to feel, taught that it wasn't safe to feel. We live in a society that really shames us for feeling and for being feelers. As women, it is a gift how much we can feel. And we've been taught otherwise. And we've been taught to shut off our emotions, to disconnect from our emotional body, to not even feel sensations or pleasure or joy or sadness. Maybe you're really just feeling numb every day. There's a lot of different conversations and pieces that we could talk about around emotional eating. And we've talked about it here on the show. Um, but this is really deep work when we relearn to understand that expressing feeling and processing and expressing emotions is a vital, vital part of your food journey and your physical health journey. They've now proven that holding on to emotional baggage our whole lives is literally changing the molecular structure of our cells. 
is literally leading to disease. And there's countless studies out there now really showing the energy of our emotions that isn't properly released from our bodies gets stored like toxins in our cells. So we need to look at this, ladies. This is vital. This is important. We need to get into some emotional detoxing and build these resiliency tools so that you know how to support yourself when difficult emotions arise. Instead of escaping or numbing out or needing to disconnect using sugar and Netflix and wine, that was my go-to, you can learn how to be with yourself in these emotions and to feel safe feeling again. And then how to actually move that energy out of your body. I was noticing some energy in my body this morning and instead of just distracting, I leaned into it. I went for a run on the beautiful beach here, which is so grateful for. And then I came home and I actually did a breathwork practice Um, and it really moved some beautiful energy. And I, I feel so much better now. The tightness that was in my chest is no longer there. And there was obviously something that needed to, to flow through me today. So building these tools takes some work, right? But it's so vital because I know every one of you listening here has some sort of emotional connection to food. Whether you relate to being a stress eater or eating when you're bored or just late night snacking. If you late night snack and snack after you've eaten a meal, you're an emotional eater, guaranteed. And we need to start looking into that and rewiring those habits and those patterns. So uh, this is this is big work, but it's so freeing when you can truly be feel empowered in your emotions and become what I call the emotionally empowered woman who really allows herself to be fully expressed in a safe and, you know, in a safe way in society, right? Um, and, And finds the way to really support herself in those moments when she needs to feel all the feels and knows that that's okay and and has the support that she needs to, to navigate through that. So that's a big one, a really big one. Okay. Number six, Number six, moving on to number six is people pleasing. People pleasing. All my people pleasers out there, raise your hand. (laughs) Raise your hand. I wish we were together in person. I would see all your hands up because this is a big one, right? This, these, again, stemming from these beliefs that were formed in childhood around how we need to operate to get people to like us. And this is a survival mechanism. There's a lot around people pleasing, but this is ultimately a survival mechanism where If people like us, we can feel a part of a community, right? We can feel a part of the tribe. And when we're a part of something, we're more likely to survive. As soon as everyone turns their back on us, our reptilian brain thinks we're going to die. It sounds ridiculous, but it's so true. And these operating systems still exist in our most ancient parts of our brain is this survival mechanisms. So this natural desire for people to like us, right? Or for people to care what other people think or what they say about us. This is a natural part of our survival mechanisms. But we no longer live in a world and a society where we need those mechanisms, right? So if your friends turn your back on you, right? If your partner leaves you, you're okay. You're gonna make new friends. There's always, there's a new tribe for you to join. You're not alone with only one option in the woods anymore, right? We have options. You'll find a new community. You'll move to a new city. Like we can, we can, we have so much flexibility to find our people these days, which gives us this ability to really be ourselves. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) But people pleasing is, is a, is a habit, I guess we could call it, or a pattern that needs to stop, especially when it comes to sugar. Because the more we sacrifice ourselves for other people and always put others before ourselves, constantly caring what other people think, taking cookies even though we don't want them because we don't want to make someone feel bad, right? There's a lot of dynamic here socially when it comes to food, right? And I encourage you to start paying attention to this in your everyday life. You know, where are you saying yes to sugar or to unhealthy habits just to fit in or just to make somebody think you're cool, right? And we do this. We do this so often. 
So I know many of you out there are really relate to already know that you're a people pleaser and know that you have a hard time putting yourself first. So please know, ladies, that this is this is a big, um, difficult yet important part of the journey and you are more than capable of it with the right support and guidance we're going to get you out of those people pleasing tendencies so that you can actually stand on your own again and make decisions to help others from a place of love for yourself first it's really empowering all right number seven moving on number seven again really kind of ties nicely into what we were just talking about is lack of community and not just community but connection lack of connection. So many of us are hanging out with the wrong people. We are not fully embraced or connected as our full selves in our communities. And this saddens me that there isn't a lot of these safe spaces that exist. And it is something that we actively have to look for. And this is why I focus all of my work on group programs. This is literally why, because we don't heal alone. We heal in community and connection, but safe community and connection, which is rare. And this is one of my passions on this planet to create these types of safe containers and communities where we can speak to our shame. We can speak to our vulnerabilities and our traumas and our, our shameful parts and the guilt. <clears throat> and if we don't have that sisterhood maybe it's one person in your life that you have that you know you can say tell anything to and they will still love you and they will be there for you right this is what i mean by safe space is a non-judgmental open space for you to be held in your journey as a human being to not be judged to really be loved so this type of connection and community is often difficult to find and that's why I go and create them. I create them for you. I have them created for you. I have a few different communities. And of course, the upcoming emotional empowerment program is going to be one of those communities where you can really be held in this container with other women to talk about the real stuff, the real truth. Because our journeys as humans are messy and they're ugly and we do bad things and we mess up and we fail and we let ourselves down and this is all okay and you need to know that it's okay okay i'm going a little bit off on a tangent here but i'm so passionate about this piece because ultimately not feeling alone in your pain in your struggle with sugar in your struggles with your health with your body with your your self if you know that you're really not alone it gives you the strength to heal we cannot heal alone. If there is an ounce of you that is feeling alone in your challenges and your struggles and your late night binging and the shame, you cannot fully break free. This is the vital importance of community and the right community. All right, moving on. I know we're going quickly through these, but these are there's a lot to share here, right? And I wanna give you the teaser uh, so that you can come and Join us for the upcoming free workshop that's happening in April, and we'll be diving a bit deeper into these, uh, of course, if anyone wants to know a little bit more and to actually have some action steps. I'm going to be sharing some uh, really important things and action steps that you can actually do to begin your journey to healing each of these pieces. So today I'm just sharing what they are, um, but there's, there's some really beautiful tools and activities that I have that you can actually start applying in your life, and I'm going to be sharing those in upcoming workshops. Okay, number eight, one of the biggest ones. So it's not lower on the list for any reason other than that's just where it is, is trauma. Trauma is the root of all addiction. I say that boldly, and I know there's a lot of people who are going to disagree with me, but I say that boldly after having learned a lot about trauma in the last few years myself, um, having followed my one of my biggest mentors, Gabor Mate, who has done a lot of study in the addiction world and understanding that the root causes, the biggest root cause, and actually trauma is probably at the root of all the other things that I've already shared. Our inability to love ourselves, our inability to trust ourselves, our inability to sit with uncomfortable emotions, all of it stems to trauma. 
all of it. And trauma here is obviously a big word. Uh, we're going to have more conversations about it here on the podcast, but it's really this understanding that the things that happen to us as we grow up in society, you know, in our households and society, there are traumatic events that unfold, whether they're big T traumas or little T traumas. There are events that unfold, especially in the first 10 years of our life that shape our whole nervous system and shape our whole identity and our whole way of seeing the world. And when we, in any instance, don't feel safe, don't feel safe to be expressing emotions, to be ourselves, we shut down. And we start training ourselves subconsciously that how to behave and how to live in this square box that society has put us in. Now, there's lots we can talk about here in trauma, but this, this nervous system imprint that has happened even in the instant. I know for me in my childhood, I have a lot of instances where I in, felt like I was going to die. There was a time when I got sucked under the waves of vacation in Mexico, and I never thought I was coming up again. There was a time I was climbing a cliff and the rocks were slipping, and I thought I was going to fall to my death. I obviously loved adventure as a child, <laughs> climbing trees, and I thought the branches were going to fall. And in that moment, my body went into terror mode. And we all have these experiences, whether they're you know much more dramatic than that and, and more traumatic than that. But these energetic blueprints depict our whole life and our whole ability to really feel safe and alive in our body. And when we're not feeling safe and alive in our body, we will numb out. We will reach for patterns of numbing out. It is not safe to be in my body, so I'm going to do what I can to get out of my body. And that is the root of all addiction. I'm going to drink. I'm going to binge on sugar. I'm going to, you know, do cocaine. I'm going to anything that helps me escape from feeling in my body. Because this imprint and this, this nervous system, this emotion and energy is too much. It's too much, and I don't know how to deal with it, and I don't have the support to deal with it. So this is big. I'm going to end it there because I can talk forever about trauma, but I want to, I want to get to the other ones here. This is a big one and a big one that is so important to cautiously step your way into uncovering some of those blueprints and those imprints that are stored in your body and the emotions that need to be released from that. This is how we heal. All right. Number nine. Number nine is, 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 in my opinion, a trauma in itself, is this truth that we don't know who we are. We have a lack of identity problem in our society. And by this, I mean, most women, myself included, have no clue who they truly are. Your authentic self, we hear terms like authentic self, true self, higher self. But do you actually know who that is? Now, I love, I'm going to quote Gabor Mate again here, because he talks a lot about this um, in his work, is the trauma for most of us that existed in childhood was being taught that it wasn't okay to be ourselves. And we live in a society that teaches us that left, right, and center. They teach us to not be too loud, to don't be too pretty, don't be too this, too that, fit in this box, right? Raise your hand to ask to go to the bathroom at school. Like we are trained from a very young age, how to behave, you know, heaven forbid you are feeling joyful and you want to do cartwheels at church. No, 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 that's not okay. You have to sit still and be quiet at church. We're taught in all these social situations in our home, right? That what you want to do and what you're feeling is not always okay. It's not safe. And we learn very quickly as smart little human beings how we need to act and who we need to be to get the love from our caregivers that we need and to fit in to society so we can survive. And it's this fitting in to this little box that is crushing our soul. And really a huge reason why we are obviously disconnected from ourselves. 
We have no idea who we are. This is where identity crisis come in. You know, we joke about it. We see it in movies about the midlife crisis. But this is real. This is a wake-up call of anyone who's ever experienced that or just doesn't even know who they are anymore. Understanding that this is a trauma we all share from childhood. In the society that we live in, we have been taught to be a version of ourselves that isn't necessarily our full true self. And when I realized this, it scared the, scared the crap out of me because I really realized that I didn't know who I was. And that's scary. So the work here is really beautiful and fun in uncovering who you really are. For me, the path has been through play and through connecting with my inner child, right? And really, really reconnecting with who is this, this light being that existed before society shaped me. And how can I get back to her? How can I do the things that I want to do uh, on the world, right? In the planet without worrying about other people. You know, can I dance in the grocery store if I want to, if I'm feeling it? You know, what sort of things can I open up to if I allow myself to be fully expressed? And dance has actually been a big tool for me in that to really drop in and let myself be all of me in a safe space. So this does take a lot of safe space to explore who you truly are, right? And get to the core of your beingness. And there's a lot of different ways we can do that. But this is a really, really, really important area that most women completely ignore is really finding a way back to who you really are. And it takes time and it's tricky, but it's so powerful and potent. All right, moving on. All right, number 10, number 10. We've talked about this a little bit here and there, but shame, shame. We all as women have so much shame, a lifetime of shame stored in our bodies, let alone the current shame that we're feeling around maybe your binging behavior with sugar. There's so much shame that has been put on us and that we have put on ourselves. And unless you let go of the shame and learn how to really take away the power of any future shame that may come up in your body, you will never fully be free. Whether it's with food, with yourself, loving your body. Shame is a toxin. It is a huge toxin and it is so much a part of our relationship with food. Shame around the way our body looks, shame around gaining weight, shame around oh, eating too many brownies, shame, 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 shame. And it comes at us from all angles, right? Shame on you is a message that I know I've been taught a lot, right? That there should be the shame for dressing too sexy or eating too much sugar, right? There's so much shame floating around. And there are things that we can do to release that from our nervous system, to release that from our bodies and to learn that even in the future when we make mistakes or we do something wrong or we don't do something that's in alignment with our higher self, we don't need to take on the shame. And you can learn those tools. You can learn those skills. So taking a look at shame, I'm planting the seed here for you. If that resonates with you at all, really spend some time even journaling into your shame. What are you ashamed of? What is that feeling like in your body? Allowing yourself to really get into it and feel it so that you can release it. All right, last but not least, last but definitely not least, obviously there's way more areas that we actually dive into in the emotional empowerment program and this blueprint that I follow when I work with my clients because there's more. There's more here, but these are really the top 11 that I'm pulling out. And the last one, number 11, is fear. Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of being our true selves, fear, 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 everywhere. Fear is holding us back in all areas of our life. It's even holding you back in actually creating a healthy body, a healthy relationship with food. There is a fear there. There is some fear that is really preventing you from moving forward and actually being successful. And we need to take a hard look at these fears. And coming back to the first thing that I shared, 
shifting the stories and beliefs that you have around fear. Okay, making a a building a relationship with fear is important. Fear is is an important response in our body. It is it's there to 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 guide us and to teach us. Right? But we don't need to let fear control us. And right now, you probably are. And when fear controls you, right? It feels very uncomfortable in the body. There's a void in your, in in how you're feeling, you're uncertain right? You feel nervous. Maybe you feel anxious. Like some of these difficult emotions start coming up when fear is present and it's uncomfortable. And we've never been taught how to really work through that and how to really uh, embrace that. So instead we numb out, right? Ooh, escape, 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 escape. Let's go get some sugar. Let's have a glass of wine. Let's just do all these things that will get us out of feeling this discomfort. So fear is a big one that we need to look at as well. So there's more than that, obviously. And these are the main root causes that I see every single woman that I've ever worked with. And each of these really need to be addressed. They need to be addressed. I, I, I think by now you're understanding that, right? These need to be looked at and healed if you really ever want to have a peaceful relationship with food. By, of course, beginning by having a peaceful, loving relationship with yourself. And this is why, as you're understanding now, my focus with my clients and in the programs that I host is far beyond just looking at the food stuff, just talking about getting off sugar, right? And the detox part. And as I mentioned before I shared this list, I know that this feels like a lot. I know that this looks like a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is, this is hard work. And this is why most of you have just been dipping your toe in a little bit. Because going all in is a big commitment and it's scary and it takes time, but you also didn't get to where you are right now overnight and unraveling these patterns in the coming months and years is going to be the biggest and best gift you've ever given to yourself to live more fully, to live more freely, to feel more alive. And by now I hope that you're, that you're seeing it's possible. I hope that you're feeling the hope. And even if you feel a little bit still like, well, I've already tried all of that or I've tried everything, there's still more work to be done. You are, uh, everybody on the planet is fully capable of healing from their addictive patterns. You can fully heal from your sugar addiction. If you need someone in your corner to remind you of that, let that be me, let that be today. Because I know there are a lot of you listening to this who are feeling deflated, feeling like there must just be something wrong with you, that nothing's ever going to fix you. You don't need fixing. You don't need fixing. You just need to feel that there is a possibility. And there is. I'm here. I'm fighting for you. I'm here to fight for that. Because I know that this is true. With every cell of my being, I know that as human beings, we all have the capability of healing. I have heard the stories. I have heard the countless stories, people healing and overcoming the most challenging situations possible. If you need to find one of those, those people as a mentor, as an inspiration, someone who's had it worse than you, that has recovered and healed, use those, those people as inspiration because it's possible. Humans are miraculous. You are miraculous. And with that, I'm going to leave it at that today. So remember uh, that I'm going to be sharing all of these tools and actually more action steps for you to start applying some of what we just talked about in the upcoming How to Heal Your Sugar Addiction and Emotional Eating workshop series that kicks off in April. This is a free three-day live event. I love hosting these events. I haven't hosted this specific one in over a year. Uh, I love hanging out with all of you on Zoom. We have so much fun. Come and get registered in the link below. And of course, if you're ready, as I mentioned, to dive deeper into everything we talked about and more of the inner work, really learning how to process and nourish your emotions without numbing and escaping with food, come and get yourself on the wait list for the upcoming Emotional Empowerment Program. And you'll even get early bird access for... Uh, once you register for the waitlist. So come and check out all the details and stay tuned for more details about that um, in April. It's going to be a big month in April and I hope that you will be along for the ride for all of it. Thank you so much for 
tuning in here to my first episode in Costa Rica. Luckily, I think the construction next door was pretty good. I think it was good. I think they were quiet for like the hour that I was recording this. What luck, what luck. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much again for being here. And don't forget to love this, this episode, uh, subscribe to the show. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a five-star review on Apple, on iTunes. It helps immensely. It helps my show grow helps me reach more people, spread this message even further. And I would really, really appreciate your time in doing that. All right. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.